Uh, I write, I'm a big believer in note taking. I always write, I always have either like a notepad on my phone, taking notes or sending myself emails. Mm -hmm. I write everything down Mm -hmm. and I'm a freak about that in the office too. When I'm, you know, we have like a meeting or if I, you know, Adrian, who is my assistant comes in the office, he always has something to write with. And even like when I go to restaurants, it always bothers me. Like when the waiter or waitress doesn't write it down. I'm like, I I get it. You probably can do it, but you're not impressing. But you just write it down. It makes me feel better. Welcome to High Trust Professionals, a podcast where we interview top industry and community leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from across the country. Hear what it takes to build trust, be a respected leader, be productive, and win your day. Sit back and relax as we dive into another episode of High Trust Professionals Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Lynette Aerosmith with High Trust Professionals Podcast. I'm your host and today I have with me Mr. Nico Marasco. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great. Thanks for thanks for coming and playing today. Absolutely. I am so excited to your story, ask mm-hmm. you some questions, some of which you'll know and you won't know. Oh, that's exciting. And maybe sharing with our audience how long I've known you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know. I think you were four. I think even before that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So just tell everyone who you are, what do you do, where do you do it? Awesome. Yeah. Like Lynette said, my name is Nico Marasco. I'm a realtor here in Omaha. I work for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Oh, I'm going to take a deep breath after that. It's so exhausting. Um, but you said it correctly. Good I did. job. <laughs> I, uh, I'm an individual agent. I have an assistant who helps me. And then also I have an individual named Cole who works with me, who does all my in-house social media marketing, but I don't have a big team. Uh, I've been in the business full time now, eight years, going on nine, uh, but pretty much my whole life. I'm a second generation realtor. My dad was in the industry for 35 years. His name was Ralph Morasco. Uh, he passed away about three years ago, and that's when I took over the company. Yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah, three years this month, actually. Wow. Yeah. So, it's a quick story mm-hmm. about your dad. Okay, good. I love these. I know. I, you know, Oof. so your dad and I started working together. So, friends, I was in real estate long before I came to the dark side of mortgage lending. And Ralph and I started working together in 1997. Oh my gosh. I know, right? A long time. And I will tell you um, things that I appreciated about your dad. He was, besides being successful, Mm -hmm. but for me as a broker of the office, he was always so supportive. And some things I don't think people always recognized was his generosity. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I mean... Huge heart, heart of gold, give, 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 um, and quite the driver. That's, yeah, quite the driver. And I don't mean in a car. No, he was definitely, (laughs) uh, you know, his story is kind of a, you know, it's, I would almost classify as like a modern day success story. Yeah. You know, he grew up, he had uh, six sisters. He was the only boy. And, you know, they lived in a small home in South Omaha. His dad was in the car business his whole life. So he was uh, the sales manager, mostly at Stan Olson Pontiac, and then, I kind of floated around and ended at Huber. That's where he ended mm-hmm. his career. But, you know, and then my dad was, uh, you know, went to college and his father wanted him to be a doctor. He really wanted him to go to med school. My dad did like a semester of med school and was like, I can't, yeah, I can't no. do it. No, no med school. No. So he <laughs> dropped out and he was in the liquor business for a few years. Yeah. Did that and was really successful and kind of, you know, plateaued. And then he started at BJ Brown and Associates back in uh, 1985. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah. and the rest is history. It is. Well, and you know what? Um, it should go without saying, but I want you to know that he would be so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that he always was, but he would be so proud of how you stepped up and and are running your own business. So, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, I'm pretty sure someone got married not too long ago. I did, yes. Back in June, got married. Yeah. It was exciting. So, we're coming up on a year? We're coming up on a year. How's the first year been? You know, still married. So, I think it's going <laughs> yes. well. Winning. I'm doing it right. Yeah. So, no, it's been, it's been absolutely that's fantastic. Great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. So, that's awesome. All right. So, let's talk about some fun stuff. Well, okay. besides being married. Uh, and besides your dad. Yeah. What was your first part-time job? Ever. My first part-time job outside of working for my dad, because I always would, you know, even I think when I could walk, I was yeah. helping him with signs oh, and cleaning up job sites, office, all yes. that answering phones. Mm -hmm. um, but my first part-time job, I worked at a really small uh, private gym. I know it doesn't really look like it now, but I used to be into fitness, and so I would run the um, like the nutrition side of it, yeah. like the cash register, stocking, oh. ordering products, mm -hmm. trying products, stuff like that. So yeah. I did that throughout high school. Cool. Yeah, it was definitely different. So you went off to school, and I know when you graduated from college, mm -hmm. you didn't jump right into real estate. No, I did. No, I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did I think that there was almost a curveball? So Maybe it was an almost curveball. It was almost a curveball. A year before, so throughout school, I did a few things. Like I managed a credit union. Okay. Um, I did financial planning for Northwestern Mutual. So I did That's that. That's what I was mm -hmm. thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, 48 hours after I graduated, I was back home working with my dad full time. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. For some reason, I thought that that Northwestern Mutual stint was after. No, it was about it was about a year. Yeah. And that's kind of when I realized, too, that I loved real estate. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, that's this awesome. is what I need to do. It's a great career. Yeah. And you know what? You had a great teacher. You mm -hmm. had a great mentor. And so, and so why not? Right? Exactly. So, which leads us to... The definition of success. Oh, okay. So, how would you define success? You know, I think there's many ways you could define success. Some people look at it as a monetary. Some yeah. people look at it as achievements. I think you know, it's a more of a holistic approach. Is when mm -hmm. you have a full life. You have a happy family. You're healthy. You're comfortable. Mm -hmm. I think you know, in someone who's truly, I think, a happy individual is a successful individual. I love that. Thank you. No, seriously. I read it in a fortune cookie one time. So. <laughs> Let me get one of the books off my shelf. I'm mm -hmm. sure it says that somewhere. Yeah. So let's talk about habits. Okay. You know, I think having a holistic mindset around success, perfect. Mm -hmm. Because that really leads us to best practices, mm -hmm. balance. Balance. I, balance. I heard you the first time. <laughs> and I don't mean like standing on our heads. Yeah. But you know that that work-life balance is mm -hmm. so hard in our business. Yeah, it's yeah. very difficult. Very difficult. Um, and so from that perspective, best practices maybe mm -hmm. that you make sure that you do every day that help you with your success. Mm -hmm. And then how do you find work-life balance? You know, it's it's a struggle. I don't think I have found it quite mm -hmm. yet. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. One of my goals this year was I want to like average be home by about eight o'clock, mm -hmm. which I think is a completely reason, reasonable and logical goal to have. Yes. Um, you know, habits, it's, it's really routine. I think you to be in order to be successful, you have to have a really good routine in, the, in that mindset. So, you know, it's, you know, waking up every morning and before I do anything, I take five minutes and just kind of 
breathe, decompress. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't really meditate. I just kind of have like a clear headspace mm -hmm. for five minutes before I do anything in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then get up, make the bed, already accomplish a task. And it, my wife makes fun of me because it's like every single day I do the same thing right before I leave the house. Like I, in the same order, like shower, the way I brush my teeth, you know, like everything is exactly in the same order before I leave. And I think, you know, doing that is helpful because it takes a lot of stress out in the morning. And, you know, like some simple things too is just having a drop zone where you put your wallet and your keys yeah. in the same spot every time. So you're mm -hmm. not frantically looking yeah. for them in the morning. Um, I always lay out my outfit the night before. Mm -hmm. So I didn't at this time, you can tell clearly. Uh, and just, I try to make the morning as efficient as possible because when I wake, if I wake up later, the morning is chaotic and stressful. The rest of the day is just mm -hmm. chaotic mm -hmm. and stressful. And our day, our lives are already so stressful and chaotic that we need to eliminate that as much as possible. I think when you're in sales mm -hmm. and or you're running a business or you're running a small team or uh, I'm running an office, whatever it is, so often we have to be reactive mm -hmm. versus proactive. And then how do you find boundaries? I mean, sometimes, you know, you need to, we need to put up, I call it bumpers. Mm -hmm. What are my bumpers? Is it because like my phone is upside down right now? Yeah. But this I is have like anxiety for me. I'm like, you know, I haven't touched it for like five minutes. I know. I'm so proud Thank of you. you. I'm, I'm really glad to see you don't have an Apple watch. Because I can't do it. That is a whole nother level of distraction. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was doing this a lot. Yeah. My dad was a, my da two pet peeves my dad always had is when people <laughs> wore glasses and they would like talk over the glasses to him. It's like, just push them up or take them off, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> and the other one was when you would check your watch in a meeting because it always yeah. was like, you have somewhere more yeah. important to be. Yeah. And so with an Apple watch, with like the notifications, I catch myself doing this and I was like, this isn't, no. I can't do this. Yeah, I agree. You mm -hmm. turn those off. And so sometimes, you know, it's kind of just like, yep, nope. Not available right now. Exactly. So to win the day, I love the concept of routine. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think that we as humans work best and better if we know what to do, when we're going to do it, we aren't rushed, mm -hmm. yada, yada, you know, blah, blah, well, blah. And you kind of hit the nail on the head too. And we're, we're, we're in an industry that's so reactive. It's almost refreshing to have a little bit of routine where we can have it. Totally. Totally. And, and having boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, phone is off or... Uh, you know, I, I struggle with that too. So how do you stay organized then? So I know in my world, I have a CRM. So I have a, 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 mm -hmm. a way to keep track of my database, my clients, my awesome referral partners. What do I need to do with whom, when, mm -hmm. and how do you stay top of mind and relevant? Mm -hmm. So CRM spreadsheet, how do you win your day? How do you stay organized? Uh, I write, I'm a big believer in note taking. I always write, I always have either like a notepad on my phone, taking notes or sending myself emails. Mm -hmm. I, I write everything down mm -hmm. and I'm a freak about that in the office too. When I'm, you know, we have like a meeting or if I, you know, Adrian, who is my assistant comes in the office, he always has something to write with. And even like when I go to restaurants, it always bothers me. Like when the waiter or waitress doesn't write it down. I'm like, I, yeah, I get it. I you probably can do it, but yeah. you're not impressing anybody. Just write it down. It makes me feel better. Yeah. So I'm a huge, I take notes. I have, you know, legal notepads, post notes everywhere. Yeah. That's big. That, and it helps me to like almost clear my head because when I don't write it down, I'm afraid I'm going to forget it. And then yeah. I'm thinking about it and then I'm focused on that. I'm not focused on, you know, mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. else. Uh, our CRM system, we, see, we use uh, Microsoft Excel. So people always ah. laugh about that, but okay. it's, uh, it's worked so far. You know what? Excel spreadsheets mm -hmm. are my friend too. Yeah. I like spreadsheets. It's easy to sift and sort. It's easy to track. It's all of those things. So let's talk about what makes you different. 
Oh, okay. Probably my personality, I would say. I was going to say. People really love hanging out with me, my looks. You know, I'm fairly. I mean, you're fun. You're, I mean, you know, you're. Oh, I can't say it on, on film. Now I'm teasing. But seriously, mm-hmm. how would you, how would your clients describe you? You know, because there's so mm-hmm. many people, Nico, that do what you do. Mm-hmm. Real estate, real estate, so many people that do what I do. So what are those points of differentiation? You know, I, I always tell my clients, I'm probably not the smartest, I'm probably not the funniest, I'm probably not the best looking, but I am the hardest working. And, you know, one thing that we tell clients when we sit down at the kitchen table, whether they're past clients or first-time clients mm-hmm. is right off the bat is it's not business, it's personal. Mm-hmm. You know, a home is a, an investment at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. it's a very emotional investment. I think we really appreciate that if we take that in consideration. I mean, it's a place where you brought your children home from the hospital. Yeah. It's where you celebrate holidays, you gather with family. I mean, you have memories in the home. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, that, you know, when you're moving, especially if you've been in a home for 25, 30 years, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, connecting with them on that emotional level and just you know i take everything personally when things aren't going right and i you know i think clients appreciate that that it's not just another number for me i have a my dedication to them i think goes above and beyond most people's so you know i love i love that thought of it's personal Mm -hmm. it's very personal it is, per- and it's emotional. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's even personal too because my name's on the sign in the front yard. It's, you know, it's my reputation. So it's something that I take very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of my, you know, at the end of the day, always we're striving to how can we make, you know, the experience more of a white glove experience. Mm-hmm. I always tell people I'm not in sales, I'm in the concierge business. Mm-hmm. I try to make this process as easy, as streamlined for you as possible so you don't have to worry about anything besides packing. Yeah. And if you don't want to pack, I'll find somebody to pack your house yeah. for you. We, we, we know people. Exactly. We know people who would do that. I think that's awesome. You know, sometimes it's so easy to be transactional. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. And, you know, I think we get lost in that because, you know, we do this, you know, you know last year we did it 80 times. People move maybe three or four times in their life max. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we forget how stressful that process can be. I think as a realtor and in, you know, even in auxiliary industries for real estate, I think mm-hmm. people should be required to move every five years. Mm-hmm. So you remember how stressful it is and, you know, it, and how consuming no. it is. No. You know what? I don't think I could get Chris to move if, to save my life. Well, you can stay. You can move. It's I could. Good. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now that is a great. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, so you know, I've really jumped in with both feet into the social media space. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to be uh, relevant, and sometimes it's informative, business related. Sometimes it's just fun, mm-hmm. and I know that you've really made a commitment to be more visible on social social media media as well so tell me about that what are you doing so i hired his name's cole so i hired him about a month ago and he's just our in-house titles marketing director so Mm -hmm. he's handling all of our social media running all the analytics analyzing you know what hashtags to use what days to post what times of days to post um and i decided to bring it in-house because you know i was outsourcing before and there was nothing wrong with them and it went really well and they did a phenomenal job of you know, reach and creativity. But I think with social media, because it's so one, fast paced, and two, it has to be really tailored to you. Mm-hmm. Having somebody that is with you every day, who knows your personality, how you talk, mm-hmm. how you act, I think can really craft the product around you to make mm-hmm. it more efficient. So, welcome, Cole. Yeah, welcome, Cole. 
I have a coal. His name is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's someone who knows you. Mm -hmm. um, but also, because it's time consuming. Oh, it's extreme. It took me, I think the first time I posted a reel, it, I want to say it took me almost two hours from like editing. Crazy. It. And I was like, I can't do this. No. Yeah. No, there are people, we have people that mm -hmm. do that. Well, and it's their passion. Like our passion is helping people. Like my passion is helping people in real estate. Their passion is social media and marketing. Yeah. So why yeah. take that away from them? It's almost selfish if I were to keep it to myself and do it. Selfish. Exactly. So are there certain platforms that you're focusing on? Uh, our, the big one is Instagram. That's mm -hmm. always a pretty good platform universally for age, you know, demographic. Uh, our face, you know, Facebook, uh, it's actually funny. My personal Facebook page is way more interactive than my business Facebook page. So we got to figure out how to make that switch. Um, I just started posting on TikTok and it looks like they're probably going to take that away from us now. So, I know, right? but yeah, the main focus is definitely Instagram. And then obviously, you know, doing reels because yeah. video, the engagement on video is far superior than, you know, static post. Okay, I learned something new. I think it's TikTok related. You will, let's see, you'll have a broader span of view if you have music attached. Even if the music is at zero, mm -hmm. but if you have music, it actually gives you more lift. So don't okay. mark my words on that. Okay. That would be a mark. I, mean, I could see that. Thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was just. I never something. thought about like just putting a song or music on there, but not having the volume on it, right. just having it be for right. a pure reach thing. Exactly. Because the most popular song today might not be always age appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you don't want it playing, but it's in the background, which for whatever reason, it must just reach additional algorithms it's all about the algorithm don't spell that it's yeah. all hail the algorithm all hail that's mm -hmm. right so what's the another fun fact what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you in real estate oh okay uh it's kind of a long story so i'll try to keep it as brief as possible that's and funny. go uh so my mom and my stepdad moved to Arizona about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And when they were house hunting down there with a real estate agent, they actually got into a car accident. Oh. Nothing major. Everything was fine. But yeah. my mom called and told me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so awkward. And, you know, like clients in the car yeah. get into an yeah. accident. Yeah. Uh, so fast forward about a year and a half later, I have a client in from Arizona. Oh, no. He was a doctor transferring here. And so I was kind of giving him a tour of Omaha. Yeah. And, it's, I mean, the tours of Omaha can take, you know, three hours. So we're looking at houses in different areas yeah. and just trying to get a feel. And we're in downtown and we're on the last leg of it. And I'm going, I tell him this story. I tell him the story about my mom's in Arizona and the oh, no. car accident. Well, 45 minutes later, we're downtown. Someone runs red light, T-bones me. Stop it. Yeah. Totals my car. Airbags go off. I get knocked unconscious. They hit my side, the driver's side. What? Yeah. And so <laughs> I come to, and there's the airbag Wait a smoke. Are you making this up? No, 100% yeah. true. I have photos. I can show you. The airbag smoke on stars crackling through the speaker, and all the side airbags are off, so I can't see anything. And all of a sudden, the passenger door flings open, and this guy tucks his head in under the the so, airbag and was like i'm a doctor is everybody okay my client's like i'm a doctor i think i'm fine i'm like is anybody an attorney i don't need more doctors i need an attorney uh he did not end up moving here did not end up buying a house oh, no. uh yeah and but it's your fault it was my no i wasn't my fault someone ran a red light thank goodness but yeah it just smoked my car oh that's awful it was awful i mean with that question i really expected something like i was showing a house and mm -hmm. walked in and someone was 
I've seen yeah, that's happened before. In the shower. Yeah. Wow. Or a vacant home where the parents have moved out and the high school kid and his girlfriend are back in the home and they didn't know there was a showing. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. exciting. <laughs> Walking on that. So Yeah, no. No, that was definitely I mean it necessarily that's wasn't scary. embarrassing, but it was most memorable. Everyone was okay. Everyone was safe. The car wasn't. The car was done. Oh. But yeah, it was Okay, did the person that hit you have insurance? They did. Yeah, they did have insurance, thank goodness. And oh, it was this high school girl, and she was, I felt so bad for her. She was like crying and shaking. Oh, I'm like, course. it's fine, it's okay. Yeah, I'm believing, yeah, but we're good. It's all good. So, if you could wave a magic wand mm-hmm. and you could spend time with like one person, oh. like, and again, it could be famous, not famous, mm-hmm. national, international, just one person that you would want to spend time with, who would mm-hmm. that be? Um, that's always a really good question. I always struggle with it because it always flip flops. I always like, there's always, you know, different people. I think right now, someone who I'd like to sit down and have dinner with and just pepper them with a million questions Mm -hmm. would be Ryan Serhant out of New York. Uh, he was on million dollar list in New York, but then he really, I think, I mean, that brought him to fame and notoriety, but post show he's, I mean, what he's grown and built is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just, you know, ask him, you know, step by step how do you you know how'd you do it what did you learn what are some things looking back on you would have done differently you know what were Mm -hmm. some things that you know were challenges that you could have overcome if you would have known you know Mm -hmm. someone would have told you yeah so i think it would just be just fascinating to you know learn from him if you don't you should follow him yeah he's great he absolutely i I follow him on social media Mm -hmm. and it's so great it's inspiring and you know just those little nuggets Mm -hmm. Just a few nuggets, but you're right. To spend even dinner. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you. I think you should reach out to him. Yeah. Well, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to challenge you to do that. You never know when someone will say yes. That's true. That's very true. It could be a... He just started a... I think he just started a coaching seminar. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I might have to look into it. I think you should. I think you should. That would be awesome. Let's see. Is there anything else I want to ask you before we need to wrap up? Hmm. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to share? I don't know. Those are really good questions. You know, I think, you know, as an industry regarding real estate, you know, it's incumbent of us to really protect it. I think, uh, I don't want to say it's shameful to see what's happened in real, because I've, you know, been blessed. I've been, you know, I say I've been doing it for eight years, but I've been doing it for 29 years. So I've kind of seen how it's evolved and changed and, there's just a real lack of professionalism and not mm-hmm. necessarily I'm talking about appearance, but just the way that people conduct themselves, mm-hmm. their business, and in, you know, and the understanding of, you know, how real estate works and, you know, mm-hmm. how a transaction works. I mean, it's mind blowing to me that you can take two classes, pass a background check and take a test. And now you're a licensed realtor and you can just immediately start helping people. There's no apprenticeship requirement. Mm-hmm. There's no shadowing requirements. And I mean, we're making, we're helping people make the largest investments of their lives. And the barrier of entry is, you know, easy, but there's no real set formal training for some Mm -hmm. people. And I think that needs to change. You know, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. We, we have so much now, but I will say in our world as well, you know, whether you're with a bank like we are and you're registered Mm -hmm. versus a non-bank mortgage lender and you have to get licensed, there's still that lack of training the the hands-on the mentoring the let me show you versus just go find go find someone who needs a loan right Mm -hmm. or go find someone who needs a you know i also think especially the last couple years when inventory has been so low you need to be a master 
contract writer mm -hmm. and negotiator. Mm -hmm. And someone new is not going to understand what you've gone through, what we've gone through on the lending mm -hmm. side, just with where the market's at. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, telling new agents a big, probably the biggest thing that they need to keep in mind as they're getting started is you need to treat the other agent in the transaction like a client mm -hmm. because your client may or may not use you again, but I almost guarantee you that agent on the other side, you're going to work with them again. Mm -hmm. And especially during this COVID craze, we had multiple offer situations, yeah. really leveraging your relationships with those agents help yes. tremendously because yes. you, you know, it's, Agreed. you know, as you're a listing agent, you get five contracts are probably all relative, you know, they're all relatively the same. You're sorry. Okay. Who's the agent. Yeah. And then the second question is who's the lender. Yeah. You know, same thing in your industry too. It's right. just, you want to work with people that you know are going to get the job done, yeah. who are going to, you know, not add stress to the deal. That's mm -hmm. not our job. Our job is to mm -hmm. alleviate stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you're, we have absolutely um, had the opportunity to do business because of the way we do business exactly. or being known in the industry kind of yeah. thing. Running like a company. You know, exactly. It, I think that, you know, you, realtors have a lot of freedom. And if you come from a structured corporate environment into real estate, that can almost, you know, be a hindrance to you because you can go play golf at one o'clock on a Tuesday. No one's going to yeah. tell you no. Mm -hmm. And you need to run it like a Fortune 500 company. You, you need to have a set schedule. You need to be in the office. And I think, you know, that's a big key to success. You know, when I got into sales, which was real estate mm -hmm. in 1994, for 15 years and you know I always I you get up you dress up and you show up mm -hmm. and that was just the thing I that was it that that helped in my success so greatly because I had that mindset which mm -hmm. is exactly what you're saying mm -hmm. all right let's end with this if you could go back to your younger self you decide if that's last year or mm -hmm. high school or college what would you say what would you want your younger self to know you know i think just if i could go back and tell my younger self anything is just be a sponge i think there were some opportunities through i'm mean, very blessed to go to two phenomenal schools mm -hmm. and there were some opportunities that i just didn't take advantage of because i was young and naive but never stop learning and always try to you really put an emphasis on trying to grow and better yourself at a young age because yeah. it'll put you leaps and bounds ahead as you get older it will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great, great, great advice. I think we all could use that advice. What about you? What would you go back and tell your younger self? Oh, I'm the question asker here. We're going to um, turn this around. All right. So, <laughs> okay. So do we have another 10 minutes? No, we do not. Um, I would say similar. Yeah. I would say have confidence. Mm -hmm. um, don't let your circumstances define who you are. Because not everyone comes from the same place. No. And sometimes we have this baggage. It's like, oh, well, I wasn't good enough, or mm -hmm. I'm not good enough, or I didn't do that. And I think just having confidence, chin up no matter what, and definitely, like you said, definitely be a sponge. Yeah. Be, it's, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It is. Oh. The viewer, it's okay to be vulnerable. People and, are vulnerable. It's and ask. Yeah. If you need help, ask. Nobody's and perfect. Don't be, don't be too proud. You know, pride gets in the way of so many things. I find that people appreciate more when you ask questions and, you know, that you show them that, you know, in a sense that you are vulnerable. I think yeah. it makes you more of a real authentic person, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody's struggling with something. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going through something. Yeah. And I think, you know, by placing yourself in their shoes and understanding that it helps you grow that connection yeah. with them.
It does. Mm -hmm. All right, my friend. All right. So Can I check my phone now? No. Okay. So great to have you. Yeah. It's a wrap almost. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for joining High Trust Professionals Podcast. I'm Lynette Aerosmith, your host. You can find it. Let's connect. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for now. For now. <laughs> For now. For now. A like, a comment, a share, a review would be awesome. You can go to hightrustprofessionals.com and we will see you next time.